This is episode 167, and we're going to talk about calendar white space. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. We're going to talk about calendar white space. And not to anyone's surprise, that means the white space on your calendar. Gosh, we're living in a time where most of us don't have much white space on the calendar. And I talk to a lot of leaders about their time management and their needs to create more white space. This is very common. When we look at leadership development goals that my clients identify or that they discussed with their managers, they're often including comments such as, I want you to think more strategically, or I would like you to be more involved in cross-departmental initiatives or projects, or I wish for you to apply some creative thinking or innovation or be part of our change initiative or update processes and prepare us for future states or future initiatives of the company, etc. These are all great goals and great insights in the direction that you should go to in order to meet expectations or exceed expectations your manager or and the other senior leaders likely have on you to help you prepare for that next level. The challenge though is for most leaders is that their day-to-day is so busy with meetings and messages from the team and emails to respond to that there's very little time for them to actually take a step back, zoom out and make time to pursue those goals or at least make some progress on these goals. I get it and I'm not living in La La Land here. I have worked very intense jobs with lots of meetings, a lot of pressure and tight deadlines throughout the organization. And I understand how hard it is to make time and to say no to things, especially when your manager keeps adding more or when it's just part of your responsibility to be on it, to respond to people. And it seems like it never ends. It also makes sense that all the day-to-day activities seem so much more important than the longer-term projects, the initiatives that no one will see for another year or two or that just don't feel in any way rewarding or like you're making progress. If you have a long to-do list with 10 things on it and it just keeps growing throughout the day, for someone else to say, well, just take an hour or so to work on something more strategic can be very daunting because next to you is that list with the 10 items or more and it's not making any sense to work on something that's not helping you move down that to-do list and make progress in a more tangible way. Yet, at the same time, and while I understand all these limitations, it is also the only way to level up is to create white space on your calendar for you to take a step back and look at your team, 
the processes, projects, ideas with a higher level perspective. And that doesn't happen in the midst of responding to an email. Your creative choices will flow when you're putting yourself at ease for a moment, you're zooming out and your brain has the capacity and the space and time to connect the dots and to really think through some of the more complex or challenging topics. And in addition, I think this is becoming increasingly hard to do in a remote environment because the time commuting, sitting in a train or even just driving where your brain could settle down and process the information and the data points collected throughout the day and may even in that zoning out, like looking out the window, riding a train or just driving when your brain doesn't have to be highly alert and processing information in real time, right? So when we drive in real time, it allows you to process information and you may come up with a good idea or something else may start to occur to you. This is why a lot of our great ideas happen in the shower when we're just standing there still and our brain can process information and start to connect dots and get more creative or just bubble things up that may have been overcrowded the same that has been put on top of this great idea or this thing that we needed to do or think about by the sand reflecting all the little to-dos day in and day out. So in order to dig down and get back to the more core, more important items, we have to make space for it. There's literally just no way around it. Another way to think about it is when you're reactive all day and you don't have any time to take a step back and reflect, you're kind of operating in that manufacturing mindset or that manufacturing environment where every minute you have to be busy and productive. Every minute you have to process something. You're standing there in a manufacturing line and it's coming and you're just processing and processing. The CEO of the company though, and the C-suite overall, that's not what they're doing, right? If you look at Warren Buffett, now granted we're not Warren Buffett, but he has 90% or more of his calendar is white space. He's reading, he's thinking, he's writing, all of that. We have a lot of CEOs who walk the halls, who expose themselves to client conversations. They do front-like work for a day just to see things from a different perspective. They have offsites and strategy sessions with the board or with the C-suite. They have coaches, they have consultants that they take a step back, they'll look at the bigger picture. We look at examples such as Bill Gates from Microsoft who regularly takes a week out or a few days out to go just read and be quiet, let things process, think about the future. Those are all practices that they built in because they saw the longer term payoff of doing so. Now, in the moment, it may not feel like this is productive. It may not feel like you're making any progress, but it requires that mindset shift from head down manufacturing line to head up and looking further out, having a bigger time horizon in mind. It's like when you're driving a car, you're not looking what's right in front of you. You're looking further out to see where is something that's maybe getting in the way. How are other cars moving? Is there a red light coming up? You're looking further out in the horizon. And at work, when you're transitioning from being an IC to then starting to move into leadership, and the more you're looking at the strategic level or growing in your leadership role to a senior level, 
you have to expand that time horizon from a day, a week, a month, a year to three, five years out. And while life is really busy, there are a few specific ways to go about it. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system, and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. And on one hand with this episode, I inspire you to think about your current activities that allow you to think further out and lift that head up or zoom out. But also I want to give you a few tips on how you might be able to transition. So the first one is we have to create actual time. And that may be to look at what can you delegate? What can you say no to? What meetings can you scratch or get yourself out of or have other people participate in? So that ruthless approach to time management is an integral part. Because again, if you try to be everywhere all the time with everyone and do all the things, there's no way that you can make time. There's no way to create some white space for you to zoom out. So assessing your involvements and your responsibilities and tasks is key. And this comes with letting go of control. It means with letting go of some ego as well, because you may feel really good doing certain things or you feel really important or you feel really helpful when you do certain things, but we're not optimizing for feeling good here. We're optimizing for being effective. And when we take the ego out of it and we say, okay, objectively speaking, could someone else do this? At least 70% as good as I do. Time to delegate. Objectively speaking, would it be more valuable for the company if I responded to all these incoming messages or for me to solve a big challenge in the way that we process documents, for example, to streamline and make us more productive in six months from now? Which one is it, objectively speaking? Not which one would you like to do? but what would be the best for the company? Ego out of the way. And then it takes a lot of discipline to actually do this because it feels way better to work down your to-do list. I get it. I feel the same way. Love scratching things off my to-do list, but that's not the point. So it takes discipline to stick with it. Scheduling that white space, so it's actually not white space, but make time in your calendar. You block out time to work on your project or just to think through a bigger problem. Maybe you have a sparing partner or a thought partner, someone else that you could, without agenda, just say like, can we go on a walk or can we talk about this 
and talk through some of the problems. Nothing should come out of that conversation, but I just want to take a step back and think about it. Some people are better talking it through and things become more clear while they're talking. Others are better at processing information by thinking. So if you're more of a thinker, you might not want to be in a meeting with someone else, but you just create time for yourself, a meeting with yourself to assess the situation or make plans for the future. So the discipline to block it in your calendar and then stick with it and honor these time slots as much as you honor any other meeting with anyone else. And that will be hard and that will be uncomfortable. And when it is hard and uncomfortable, don't think anything is going wrong. It, it, you're doing exactly the right thing. It's supposed to be that way because you're changing behavior and behavior change is always uncomfortable at first for many reasons, but also because our brains prefer the familiar versus the effective. Whatever you've been doing in the past is familiar. Whatever you're trying to do that would be more effective is new. So in your mind, doing the familiar will feel better than doing what is effective. So just be aware of that and try to count that and supervise yourself, manage your self-leadership will be key. And then the third one is actually the mindset. It's not just making time, but it's also shifting your mindset away from being the executor and the actioner or the fixer or the immediate problem solver to being curious, to trying to learn, to ask questions, to connect with people across the organization or even in your industry beyond. So be like a sponge and taking the information in to have foresight, to look at the future and to anticipate opportunities or risks. That requires a different mindset than just executing on a direction that's already been set. So to recap, there is making time, there's actual behavioral change and discipline that has to go along with that. It is to make time, there's the discipline and the letting go of the ego that comes with that. And then there's the mindset and how you're gonna go about filling that calendar white space by being really curious, by trying to learn and being like a sponge, to wander, to have foresight, to dig into data, to try to problem solve, to take a step back and look at your team and wonder, are we actually doing the right thing? And are we having the right people in the right seats? And then what will we need to prepare for in a year from now? So you're becoming less reactive and instead you're moving into a leader with a proactive and more strategic mindset. So I'm curious now, and I would love to hear. So email me at contact at RamonaShaw.com. Or if you don't want to email, at least write it down. What is an insight, a takeaway that you have from this episode? What may be one specific thing that you want to do from this? As much as I hope to inspire you and give you some food for thoughts, with this podcast, I also hope that you turn things into actions and apply some of the things that you learn, even if it's just one thing, one small conversation, one meeting, one change to your calendar, one question that you ask yourself and ponder over. What would that be for you? Okay, I'll leave you with that. As some food for thought and hopefully as a prompt to make a move. And with that, we're wrapping up. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Manage to Track podcast. Take care and bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. 
these resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.